1: To get this new customer offer and your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just fifteen bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to fifteen bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
2: I'm Tom Rowland, and this is the Tom Rowland Podcast. hey everybody welcome to the podcast today this is a special bonus episode we're going to get some news actually from captain for clean water with daniel andrews is going to join us again we had a good response from the last podcast we did i know i learned a lot daniel had a way of explaining the problems in the everglades that i really hadn't heard before and it really made a lot of sense to me and since then i've been able to do a lot more reading and a lot more has happened so we're running a little contest really a giveaway to bring more attention to Captains for Clean Water and the work that they're doing. And if you're following our Instagram, you can see that we are giving away, in conjunction with uh, Captains for Clean Water, a Yeti Flip 12 and a couple of hats. And so if you have followed that and you ended up here, we're going to give away another five hats. If you send an email to podcast at saltwaterexperience with Captains for Clean Water in the title, then the first five emails we get, we'll send you, send you some more hats. But all of that is just to bring attention to Captains for Clean Water and the work that they're doing because it's so important. And right now, maybe more important than ever. So I want to ask Daniel to fill us in. Man, you've been doing some amazing stuff. You went to Washington, D.C. I don't even know where to start because there's some, there's some issues at hand uh, in the Sarasota area that are, that are very disturbing. And then there are also the work that you've been doing in Washington. So where, where would you like to fill us in?
0: Yeah. So I'll start with the current water quality conditions and we fished, I think that was the middle of April when we were down and fishing in in the Everglades. So.
2: And today's June 5th.
0: Today's June 5th. Yeah. So, so in a, a pretty short period of time, a lot's changed and a lot's happened last Friday. The first of June, the Army Corps of Engineers started releasing water from Lake Okeechobee to the Caloosahatchee and the St. Lucie Rivers. And those those pictures that that we've all seen, the, the big brown, nasty freshwater plumes that are pushing out into the Gulf and the Atlantic, that's happening right now. And that's the reason that Captains for Clean Water was founded. You know, when when we started this organization in February of twenty sixteen, we witnessed the same thing. There were these huge plumes of of nasty water that were, that were flushing out into the ocean and into the gulf and we didn't know what to do about it you know we formed this organization we got to work we, we've done a lot in the last two years but now the same thing is occurring you know we have those big freshwater discharges but now we have the opportunity to move public policy forward get Everglades restoration back on track and and actually make a difference so so now'm I'm, I'm optimistic that um, you know, when people see this brown water and they get angry and they get mad, they have a way to to kind of vent their anger in, in a positive way. You, know, you, you can you can call your your local congressman and tell them, "Hey," I and it doesn't matter if you're in Florida or if yeah. you're in Nebraska. Yeah, I California. was gonna I was gonna
2: touch on that because I read that in a couple of articles about, and, and I want to go deeper into into why that is. But you know, this is a national issue, and apparently bringing attention to it in Florida is super important but bringing attention to it like you're like you're talking about to your local congress congressman in any in any state right that's hugely important can you can you explain why because when i read this when i read this article last night it was talking about pushing this forward and that people in Florida pretty much understand the importance of it but in order to get it pushed through this article was saying that it's almost more important at this point to to bring awareness nationwide. Is that is that true or what do you uh, think?
0: Absolutely. At this point it's all about national attention and, and national concern for this issue. You know, what we did last year was work in Tallahassee. So Florida is what was important to us. Because mm-hmm. we had to get the state to do their part. They did it. Now we have to get the federal government to do their part. So every member of Congress will vote on this this Werda bill is what it's called. It's the Water Resource Development Act. Mm-hmm. Now, this is projects from all across the country. Anything that has to do with water infrastructure is going to be in this bill, this, this 2018 Werta bill. And there's members of Congress that that probably don't know how important the Everglades is to them. You know, take for example Yeti. They're they're out and headquartered in Austin, Texas.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Think of how many people that have Yeti coolers or Yeti cups or any yeti product on their boat in the everglades right I mean it, it's got to be half the boats that are out there now, yeah, so yeti so might not for, be
2: such a great example because they, they certainly know the importance of that, but so many other companies may not may not realize it that are on the fringe of fishing or, or yeah hunting and, even
0: and yeti definitely knows that, but the question is, does their congressman you know, right. do the, right Do congressmen in Texas realize? That we've got a you know massive company out here that depends on the Everglades. Who who would ever guess that a you know a company in the middle of Texas would depend so much on the Everglades? Mm-hmm. And that's true for you know, really any of the outdoor companies, from you know, tackle manufacturers, accessories, boat motors, boats, you name it, a lot, you know, Florida's the fishing capital of the world. So that's the message we're trying to get across. Plus, you know, you have you know from from being a guide in, in the keys you have people from all over the country, all over the world that come there because they want to fish Florida Bay or they want to fish Boca Grande for tarpon. Right. And it's important to the quality of life of people all across the country. And any outdoorsman at some point in their life dreams about going to the glades to fish or or going to to South Florida to fish. Right, And that's something that, you know, that, that, that matters, matters a lot.
2: Yeah. That was when I saw the, the pictures of, of Sarasota. You know, I, I know what time of the year it is. It's right dead in the middle of tarpon season. There are probably people that have had these days booked for over a year. And that was the only positive light that I could see in it. I was like, you know, the people that come down there are pretty influential people. And they're having their their tarpon days are getting ruined by by this water that's coming out. And maybe they can go home and and those those very influential people may have the, the congressman on speed dial at home.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And those pictures I sent you, those were from Sanibel. They're a little bit south of Sarasota. Okay. But fortunately, I fished Poca Grande this weekend and the water was clear. The bite was good. You know, we, there were a lot of, lot of tarpon around, a lot of people catching fish. But just, you know, for the folks that are leaving Sanibel to go out there and, and you know, we can share, if you look on the captain's Instagram, you'll see a couple pictures of of what you know current conditions are there. You know, we'll continue to share them out. But for somebody to to have to go through that brown water with it, just the, the dramatic, you know, change from from that nasty brown water to to the crystal clear water out in both, that's definitely you know catches people's attention. Our, our phones are ringing off the hook. You know, we're we're getting tons of emails right now. People want to know what they can do, and and you're absolutely right about. You know, most charter clients, they're spending a thousand dollars plus a day to go out and, you know, fish for a full day and, and have, a, have a chance at a you know, for, for what we take for granted as a normal day of fishing, but that's right. a, you know, once a year opportunity for them. But if they're spending that kind of money on a charter, a lot of them are probably pretty influential people that can, they either know a Congressman or one of their friends does. Right. Um, and that's, that's what we're getting at here with that. So when your phone's ringing
2: off the hook. What, what are you telling these people that, that they want to know what what to do? what What's the response?
0: Well, number one, stay focused. You know, there's, there's a lot of different Everglades projects out there, but we're, we're focused on the one that, that we have the, the ability to influence right now and, and push through. So stay focused on that, that EAA reservoir. You know, you're, we're not going to be able to change a thousand things at once, but we're talking about a project that's, you know, a, a over a billion dollar project that we have the opportunity to to influence and things are on track. Mm -hmm. So stay laser focused on that because if you call a congressman up and start rambling about a million different things, they're going to be tone deaf to it. But if you give them an actionable item, you know, congressman, whoever, I want your support for the 2018 water bill. And I want you to make sure that the EAA reservoir Everglades project is in that. Yeah. That's something that they can say, okay, write it on a post-it note, put it on their desk when they're going through. And if that bill comes up to vote and we're hoping that's going to be in July next month, um, which is the first step there. We want them to remember that somebody called them up and told them, this is an important issue. Here's an easy thing you can do uh, to make a difference.
2: Mm-hmm. And on your website, do you have uh, access or, or is there a database of these email addresses for these congressmen to make it easier for people to contact them?
0: We can definitely put some links up on there. Yeah, it's, it's really easy. I mean, the, the, just the government websites, there's, you know, if you enter your zip code in there, it'll, it'll tell mm-hmm. you exactly who your, your representatives are. But yeah, we'll, we'll put those up on our website. Yeah. Make it I think
2: easier. that would be helpful. So about this, this reservoir, because like where you're coming from, you're seeing the problem of the Everglades is, well, I mean, not you particularly, but people in your area are seeing this brown water. It's very dramatic, and it's being caused because there's too much water. There's not at the reservoir. It's coming. They have to push it out the sides of, of Florida, right? And down the Caloosahatchee River. And that's what's causing this particular problem that we're seeing in Sanibel right this second. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, and so this problem is mostly caused because of, tropical storm alberto right there there was a ton of rain that came down and then that causes too much water and it they have to push it out somewhere and it, it's not suited to be pushed out yeah am i explaining exactly that it. correct okay yeah. so so here's the here's the question that rain and i read this in a couple of other articles but to a person that spends all their time in the keys that rain is beneficial. Because yes. of what we, what we talked about last time, that, that Garfield Bight, Rankin Bight, Terrapin Bay, all of these places are so shallow and have such little flow that they are getting more and more and more salinity in them to the point that things can't live there. So when that rain comes down, it's beneficial for those areas, but it causes problems in, in other areas. And that's why this reservoir is so incredibly important, right? So that, yeah.
0: explain how that will work. Absolutely. So the reason that things are the way they are now is we don't have a natural system. The natural Everglades has been dammed, diked, drained, and the water doesn't flow the way it historically mm-hmm. did. It, it has a much smaller storage capacity. You know, the whole system can take on a lot less water than it historically could. So kind of the, the big picture of what Everglades restoration is, is adding more storage which is more reservoirs, more treatment, which is shallow filter marshes that can filter the, the the sediment and the nutrients out of the water, and then conveyances so that water can can flow south. And what this reservoir project does is it, it does really two of those three things. It, it adds more storage, and it it adds more treatment, and it, you know it has a about a sixty five hundred acre filter marsh on it, mm-hmm. and it, it also has a deep water reservoir. So the reservoir is somewhere where they can discharge water from the lake to be temporarily stored, and then slowly, you know, at a at a very consistent rate, flow it through that filter marsh, mm-hmm. and then the other projects that that have been moving forward, in the last word, of Bill, that, that those help with conveyances south of there. You know, it removes some of those barriers to flow, yeah. so that water can get down to Florida Bay. But you know, if we were to rewind the clock a hundred years and you know, see a rain event like that tropical storm, uh, Alberto, uh, it would, it would have had significantly less of an impact as far as the discharges go, mm-hmm. you know, hundred over a hundred years ago, the Caloosahatchee and St. Lucie rivers weren't even hooked into Lake Okeechobee right. because that water all used to flow South. So that's, that's a man-made connection. But the other side of that is Florida Bay, you know, even, even before Alberto, we were in a drought, there would have been more water in the Everglades that would have been feeding that to where it wouldn't have been a concern that we have to build a reservoir to get that water down there. Cause it, you know, Florida, right. it's like a big sponge and it, it would have soaked, would have had so much water soaked into it. that even in periods of drought, there would have been water flowing into the bay.
2: Mm-hmm. And so that, that, that's the, alc- or, or the salinity issue that you're, that you're dealing with there. Yes. And, and so, you know the the everglades snake bite, all of that area up in there that anglers are so familiar with, that was just a perfect nature's perfect system where it could handle lots of rain, it could handle lots of drought, and the, it kept the the salinity at a at a perfect level until we come in and start monkeying around with it and cut that flow off so I think what's important, and, and for people to really get their head wrapped around this, is that what you're proposing and what you're asking people to do has already been established, right? Like, like explain that one more time, just in case people are, are, are getting here for the first time and, and, and understanding this, because I'm sure that some of these people are seeing this brown water. They're, they're taking note of this issue. Maybe they haven't before. So, can you explain how, how this is already been established in, in by law?
0: Sure. Yeah. So, so going back to the year 2000, it was recognized, it had been recognized for over a decade that, that the Everglades needed more water. And the year 2000, the Comprehensive Everglades Restoration Plan was passed, which was uh, kind of the framework for building all these projects to get more water down to the Everglades. Mm -hmm. Um, It was supposed to be 68 projects over the course of 30 years, estimated 30 years. And you know we're 18 years into it and they haven't completed any of the projects. Mm. Zero. So the, the problem is, you know, we came up with a plan, a science-based plan. And I, when I say we, I was not involved with this. I was in fourth grade at the time. <laughs> um, but the top Everglades scientists in the world, you know, hundreds of them worked on this. Advocacy groups worked on it. Legislators worked on it. Congress worked on it, and you know ultimately they came up with a plan that that everybody agreed on. Uh, is it perfect? No, but it, it it was it was a good plan. But the problem is they didn't do anything about it. You know they they got all excited, signed the bill, got the photo ops, but they they Congress hasn't funded it. The state had hadn't done their part, and it was just stagnation, lack of political will, lack of funding. So you know this this good plan we had nothing really ever came with it hmm. so you know in recent years um, as our water quality continued to decline there there's been kind of a resurgence of of you know citizens that that want to get involved with this and and want to make a difference and the fishing community has been a big part of that mm-hmm. especially with what happened last year in Tallahassee uh which was Senate Bill 10 that was so, so this this Everglades restoration plan, it's a it's a cost share. The state of Florida pays about half, and the federal government pays about half. That's the way it's been for you know since it was since its inception. So the state did their part in 2017. The federal government is is it's their time now. Mm-hmm. Um, everything looks to be on track up there in Washington D.C., but uh, that doesn't really mean anything. There, there's you know, as we all know, there there's no. <laughs> guarantees in government or politics. Um, but, but right now, you know, we have the the full support of the Florida delegation, you know, both of our senators and and every single member of Congress from Florida appears to be supportive of this project. So it's, you know, we have a huge opportunity, but it could also slip away from us if, if we don't stay vigilant. Yeah.
2: And, and so part of staying vigilant is making this a national, a national issue where people can talk to their congressmen in all all other 49 states, right? That, I mean, it's one thing for all the the Florida congressmen to push this through and talk about how important it is, but they can't push it through alone. Is that correct?
0: That's correct. You know, it goes up for a full vote for for all of Congress. So uh, we need, you know, we need our kind of our, our Everglades champions that are really watching this. Congressman Mass, Congressman Brian Mass over on the East Coast, uh, is on the transportation and Inf- infrastructure committee he's really done a great job of making sure that that this project gets in that bill mm-hmm. as well as as many of our other florida congressmen and and uh, and even outside of Florida but there's a lot of folks that are not involved you know on that committee that it's really not on their radar and it's up to us to support our advocates that we have up there in Congress, mm-hmm. the ones that really get it and understand it, you know, cheerlead them on. So it, so it you know, give them a reason to, to keep this at the top of their list and also to reach out to everybody else so they understand that way, you know, when they're briefed on this issue, you don't want them to, to say, why are we spending hundreds of millions of dollars on this project? Right. You want them to say, oh, yes, I talked to somebody. This is really important to them because there's an economic issue there's a quality of life issue that's you, you know it's all about that first impression and and you know a lot of people underestimate that cuz you know there's lobbyists and everything up there in DC and they think oh those people are all taking care of it but really just that first impression that initial touch can make a huge difference that's hmm. you know that's what we're hoping to hit now
2: right and that's and that's what individual fishermen can do that's probably the most important thing that that we can do as people that are concerned about the Everglades and want to see this thing happen is, is contact the congressman.
0: Absolutely. And you know the, the fishing community right now is incredibly influential uh, up in Washington. You know, we, we were up at the Everglades Foundation, which is one of our partners, hosted a Everglades summit right after mm-hmm. we fished. It yeah. was the 24th and 25th of April. It was a great event. They had senators, they had b- both of the Florida senators, Nelson and Rubio, that spoke. Uh, a lot of members of Congress came and spoke at the event. And, and there were two times that members of Congress that were up on stage at the podium called out captains for clean water and said, Hey, we want you guys to come to our office, you know, right there in front of hundreds of people. They saw our hats, you know, they, they saw the, the captains for clean water hats and said, we want you to come to the office and, and talk because we want to hear it from your f- perspective. Hmm. That was pretty cool to, to see that, you know, and, and we had about 20 anglers and, and fishing guides that were up there with us.
2: Yeah, I saw so, I saw some of the the pictures. Who all who are, who were some of the the guides that went with you?
0: Uh, so we had a pretty good spread. We had Captain Josh Greer was up there, Captain Benny Blanco, mm-hmm. Bob Branham, yeah, uh, over from from Biscayne. Um, Steve Friedman was up there. I'm I'm sure I'm missing a bunch, but we yeah. had uh, had our our photo crew and video crew was up there with us as well. Our whole team here at Captain's. So what is it
2: like when you get the ear of those? super important people I mean they, they ask you to come by their office and wh- what is that what is that like for you does that feel are you practiced enough now to where where you know man this is uh, this is a really important thing but I'm not gonna mess it up because I know exactly what I'm talking about or I mean and how much time are they giving you
0: so it, it really depends what we witnessed in Washington was they gave us a lot more time than we were expecting. There, there were some congressmen that, that wanted us in their office for thirty, forty minutes to really give them a, an overview because you know they're they're up there working on national security mm-hmm. and national debt or our budget, all kinds of infrastructure projects. So as far as this issue goes, I tell everybody that you know that wants to go up there and and lobby or, or speak on on behalf of captains, don't go up there and try to be a scientist, go up mm-hmm. there and tell them what you've seen and what you've heard from a scientist. Hmm. Don't, you know, don't go talking about something you don't know about because right. there's no point in doing that. But, you know, just as a fisherman, talk about the changes that you've seen in Florida Bay and how that impacts you. And then we have the scientists that can, sure, you know, summarize it, let the scientists do their job and, and yeah, I mean, I mean, difficult. science is
2: science is one thing, but getting reelected means jobs and economic issues and, and the health of 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 an entire economy. I mean, I'm not saying that science isn't important, but when it comes down to who you're going to vote for, are you going to have a job next year? Did this guy take care of you? Did he have your best interest at heart? Those are. Those are important issues to, to someone that is looking for re-election and, and someone that is trying to do the best for their constituency. That is exactly what they need to hear. Like,
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, again, this isn't a science problem. The science has been done time and time again. The science community has been in absolute agreement over this issue for decades. It's... You know, it's a, it's a political will issue and it's a funding issue. That's what we can speak on behalf of because we can justify a scientist, you know, for them, it's, it's kind of hard to justify spending money because they know science Mm -hmm. for us. It's easy because we know business, you know, how much, you know, economic impact, you know, if somebody comes down and, you know, stays at Hawks K goes fishing for two or three days on a charter you know, probably ends up going to a, a tackle shop down there, sure. buying a rod and reel so they can fish from shore. A you know. bunch
2: of meals, rental cars, yeah,
0: airplanes. Yeah, uh, all that. It
2: goes on and on and on.
0: Yeah, it's it's not just the couple hundred dollars or a thousand dollars that you're going to charge them for a charter. It, it's that whole experience. And that's, you know, plus when that money gets in, in the hands of the tackle shop owner, he's going to go spend it somewhere else in the Florida Keys. And we all know how much, you know, how important it is to, spending money down in the Keys right now right. after after they suffered after Irma. So all that stuff really compounds. And, you know, again, Florida Keys, that's that's the, the best place and one of the best places in the world to fish. So th- that's the kind of stuff that they need to hear. Any human being that, that can, you know, that will hear how much those people down in the Keys suffered with Irma and how great the fishing is down there and and how they can make it even better um, it's, you know, it's really a no brainer. Yeah. Is, this isn't a expenditure. This is an investment. You know, it's going to yeah. get paid back, you know, from, from study economic studies, four to one is what the return on investment. is. On right. And I
2: think it's really important to keep going back to the fact that this is, this money has already been earmarked, right? And this is, has it been earmarked or? I not? Don't know.
0: Not federally at the state level, the state money is, it's there, it's, it's ready to be spent and it's mm-hmm. going to be spent on it. Uh the, the federal money has not been earmarked. Okay.
2: Yet. And so that's really where all of these other congressmen come in to play, right? To to push through to get the federal money and the federal um allowance to start this project?
0: Yeah, so so DC is a little bit more complicated than Tallahassee. I Tallahassee we had <laughs> <laughs> we had we had one bill up there that authorized and funded the project. And DC we're having to work with the word of bill that just authorizes the project. Then we have a whole new group of characters and appropriations, you know, the, the budget folks mm-hmm. that we have to get that, you know, into the budget. And that also has to go through the white house, you know, office of management and budget. And one of our board members, uh, Chauncey Goss, uh, worked up in DC for, for quite some time. Uh, he had a lot of connections when we were up there, you know, he got us meetings with uh, speaker of the house, Paul Ryan, his office, we were over an office of management budget, which is where this, you know, where we're working right now mm-hmm. uh, to make sure this gets in the federal budget. You know, once it's in the federal budget, then it goes to Congress for approval. But it, it's uh, it's a lot easier if we can get that in the budget now, you know, that way it's in there when it makes it over to the House and the Senate rather yeah. than a budget getting over there. And then we're saying, hey, also add this to it. Is it, that just it's a little bit sloppier. It's a lot harder to do it that way. So we're hoping that we can, hoping uh, that that office of management and budget. I mean, they they understand the importance of the project, but mm-hmm. you know that that goes all the way up to the president and and you know a lot of a lot of heavy hitters over there. So it, it's a lot of work, and you know we're we're continuing to correspond with them, and and you know hopefully our our meetings and everything up there were impactful enough to where it will get put in the budget.
2: Boy, I hope so. And that you know the whole fishing community thanks you all for. For what you're doing and not just the fishing community, the tourism community, the the hotels, everything, all throughout south florida, it's it's just a uh, it's a huge issue, and I, I'm not sure everybody has their arms completely wrapped around it or their head completely wrapped around it to understand exactly how big this is. When you're talking to a guy like Paul Ryan, do you think that he is not just him in particular, but all of the decision makers up there? Do you think that they are really understanding? The complexity of of this issue, how like what we're talking about, and what what it's taken me a, a while to understand, and and speaking with you has really helped me to understand, you know, how the the flows out the side of Florida and the salinity issues in the Everglades are connected, and how this project can can really solve or or go a long way to to solving a lot of those problems. Are 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 we getting the point across to the decision makers about you know this? about that? Like the, the importance, are they understanding that? I mean, I know they're all really smart guys, but you know, if you're not living down here and you're not seeing it on a day-to-day basis and, and you don't see the connection between what's happening today in Sanibel and what's happening in Terrapin Bay, it's, I, I find it, that, that it could easily be glossed over. Like it's just a big problem down there in South
0: Florida. And
2: I mean, I don't know, what's your, what's your opinion on that?
0: they definitely understand the importance but it's one of those things where they can't understand it enough yeah you know the more calls they get the more stuff they see on on social media uh, cuz you know things are changing now you know the, the when we were up there you know we had a, a lot of folks that we met with you know staffers and, and congressmen everybody as soon as we'd leave their office we you know we'd look at our phone and and they would have already tagged us you know on Instagram huh. and on Facebook, like, really? saying they were in there so social media that that's it's key for them getting reelected so they're all out you know they have staffers that are just constantly scrolling through twitter and facebook instagram looking and when they see issues continue to hit and hit and hit when it's you know back to back that a lot of times will determine their focus so so yes they see the importance but the more calls the more social media and the more news stories that come up the more they're gonna the more effort they're going to put into. Yeah. It.
2: Well, speaking of that, I know that you've got a lot of stuff going on, so I don't want to, I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know it's, it's a super busy time, but let's go back through one, one time before we close this out, the action items that, that people can do. If you're, if you're interested in helping tell them exactly what they need to do.
0: Yep. So first of all, go to captainsforcleanwater.org. You can learn more about what we were doing in Washington you can learn more about the problem, the economic impact, uh, you know, just, just spend five or 10 minutes on the site. Mm-hmm. Familiarize the videos, yourself. The
2: videos that you have are excellent.
0: Yep. Watch, uh, watch a couple videos and you don't have to spend all day on there to call a, you know, when, when you call a congressman, if you're just going online, looking up their, their, either their district office or their DC office, you're, you're going to get a staffer. You know, it's not going to be, mm-hmm. you know, the congressman that answers the phone you're going to get a staffer. It doesn't take much. Just tell them, you know, we want to make sure the, the EAA reservoir is in the, the 2018 Florida bill. It's Water Resources and Development Act. And we want the congressman's support on this bill. That's it. Now, if you happen to have a contact to your congressman, and again, it doesn't matter if, if they're in Iowa, Washington State, mm-hmm. California, or Florida. If you have any any connection to any congressman or your friend knows them, your uncle knows him, your, whoever, please reach out to them, make a more personal touch and tell them, you know, that's when you can have one of those in-depth conversations about this is how much it affects my life, my business, the economy of Florida, our drinking water supply, all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, a congressman, if, if somebody tells them that, you know, Florida's fishing industry is, you know, almost nine and a half billion dollars of annual economic impact, uh, and this is this is an essential project to to sustaining that that's something they're going to remember when that when they're on the house and they're they're getting ready to, to push the yay or the nay button on that boat mm-hmm. that's really it at this point you know i want to keep it simple with the call to action yeah you know familiarize yourself with the issue reach out to a member of congress you know in addition to that obviously social media share this podcast out that way you know people that that may not have Known about it can can learn about it. We also have a lot of you know, really clear images of of what's going on on mm-hmm. Captains for Clean Water social media. You're more than welcome to share any of those on, on Saltwater Experience, so, so that way you know people can you know that that might not know about that issue. You know, sometimes seeing that that real graphic picture of the brown water hitting the yeah the the the, the Gulf that might make people think, oh, I want to learn more about this. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the last thing you can do. Um, and, and really all those, those actions there, you know, it might sound like it's not doing a whole lot, but I can tell you because if, if people wouldn't have done those three things, we wouldn't have got Senate bill 10 passed in Tallahassee and we wouldn't even be having this discussion today. Uh, what we would be doing instead is, you know, screaming and yelling because the water turned Brown and, you know, that would have been it. right? So as easy as that seems to, to spend 10 minutes, five minutes learning about the issue, reaching out to an elected official you know, at the federal level, and then sharing something on social media or even, you know, bring it up at, at the dinner conversation. Tell your neighbors about it. Tell your friends about it. That's, that's what spreading the word is. So that's what's going to make the difference,
2: man. Well, also making the difference is, is you guys really devoting your time and energy and, and expertise and, and making the trip to Washington. And we all thank you very much for that. Daniel, thank you so much for, for everything. You and Chris and Benny and Bob Branham. I know all those guys. I didn't know some of the other ones, but thank you to the, all of the people that went up there and, and did that trip to Washington because it, it's more important than, than people realize. So if you're interested in, in helping the Everglades, which I'm sure you are, if you're listening to this podcast, you definitely have a connection to the Everglades, whether that's hunting or fishing or kayaking or recreation or whatever, there is a connection. Even if you go to Key West and, and you never ever see flamingo in your entire life, there is a direct connection to the Everglades and it's important. This is an important time and an important issue. And if you can spare the 10 minutes to do what Daniel's asked, it's going to go a long way. And you're going to leave something for your, for your grandchildren that, boy, it would sure be, sure be a, a shame to, to, to see the Everglades deteriorate further. So there are things Absolutely. we can do there are things we can do that's what's good and and i've i've said from the beginning with with working with you guys i just love the positive message i love i love the the simple actionable items that you can do to actually really move the needle and i encourage you to keep it keep it like that because uh, people can get their head wrapped around it they can understand it and they can go and they can do those small actionable items that make a huge huge difference so, man, yeah. thanks so much for sitting down and, and taking time out of, out of your day, because I know you've got the phone ringing off the hook and lots of people wanting to talk to you. But uh, we'll get this out to as many people as we possibly can. And just thank you again.
0: Yeah. And I'd, uh, I'd like to thank you and, and Rich and everybody else with, the, uh, with your crew as well for helping spread the word. That's really essential. You know, your reach is, is going to be different than ours. And, you know, you're hitting a lot more people. So when we have the opportunity to do, do something like this, it's great. Also like to thank Yeti for helping out with the giveaway. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people kind of take that for granted. So, you know, what is, what is getting a, you know, a giveaway for a cooler, how How's that can help? But what that does is all these people are going to, you know, see that that flip 12 and they're going to want to win it. That's reaching a lot more people. And when they go back to, your page and and to our page, they're going to see these pictures of the water and and, and see this. They're going to they're going to want to learn more. So little things like that go a really long way. And and you know that's something that we've discovered. That's kind of been the missing link for the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that you know multi layered you know system to where it's not just you know people going to the news, but it's social media and and the giveaways and and all that stuff that are. Attracting people to the issue, right? So, so thank you, Tom. Thanks, Rich. Thanks, Yeti, and and you know we're going to get the word out and we're going to make this happen.
2: All right. Well, thank you very much, Daniel. And uh, you go get them, and we will talk to you soon. I'd really love to do some regular check ins with you and find out what's going on because it's one thing to read it in the newspaper or, or online; it's another to to get it straight from you guys. So, thanks so much.
0: All righty. Thank you. All Take right. care.
2: See you. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope you got something out of that. Got just a little bit of news. We have started a weekly show that is designed to be up to the minute videos of what's happening this week, mostly in the Florida Keys, but also in other places that we fish as well. We'll be putting that out every week. And the best way to find that is to subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube slash Saltwater Experience search saltwater experience on youtube subscribe to that channel and you will get updates of when a new video is published i've also figured out how to put the podcast on youtube finally a lot of people like to put that window behind other things they're working on and listen to the podcast while they are working so we now have that for you and there is a playlist called podcast there's a playlist called weekly show you can go and see all the new videos that we're putting up there Started a new email address specifically for this show, and that is podcast at saltwaterexperience.com. Podcast at com Those emails come directly to me. I'll see every single one of them. So if you have comments, suggestions, ways we can make the show better, and particularly if you have suggestions of someone you would like to see me sit down with in the hunting world in the fishing world in the outdoor sports world or just a motivation inspirational character or someone that can teach us all something i'm very interested in your suggestions so that's podcast at saltwaterexperience.com. you can get the podcast on itunes stitcher spotify soundcloud and we're also publishing it on the blog The weekly show will be published on the blog, too, but the best way is to go to YouTube, subscribe there, and you'll get it immediately when it's published. So until next week, thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.